Four Midwest Guys presents... People have heard the stories. They've read the articles. But they've never seen... Marvel DC King! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to 4 Midwest Guys Presents Marvel DC Kings. That's right, we are back with Episode 6, Season 2, Episode 6, and with me today to help me out with that is my brother Aaron. Hey, how's it going, man? How's it going, dude? It's alright. Good, good. Uh, obviously, uh, absent is the show's normal host, uh, Mr. Brian Aikenbauer, could not be with us tonight. He is uh, uh, working some overtime, mandatory overtime, yeah. forced overtime. Gotta hate those kind of jobs. Yeah, warehouse jobs really love that sort of shit. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> but we uh, shout out to him, and uh, we wish him well, and uh, we know uh, he'll hopefully be back uh, next time with us here on Marvel DC Kings. Um, so uh, what we're going to do, in case you have never listened to this podcast before, uh, we go through uh, the TV shows, mostly DC. There is one Marvel TV show out there. Um, and uh, we go over all of the episodes, or we try to, or at least the ones that we want, that we like. And then we go into like some movie news as well. Yeah, overall. we don't really cover Powerless or Riverdale because, well... Uh, well, Riverdale is, is Archie Comics, so I yeah. don't consider that... It's a Real, comic show. I don't really consider that comic. But it's, it's kind what, of teen yeah. melodrama sort of thing. Yeah, I, I really... And if we're being honest, Powerless, like in the first couple of episodes, we, we kind of talked about it a little, but it, it's it's pretty shitty so far. Yeah, they really got to figure out what they want to do with that show. That, like it, that, it has to be more than Better Off Ted. I... Actually, if it was on Better Off Ted quality, it might be fine. I was going to say, I don't even think it's at Better Off Ted quality yet. Um, but anyway... So we digress, but yes, powerless needs help. It needs work, yeah. um, and until I think it gets to a certain level of quality, I don't think we're going to review it because I think all we would do is bash it. And well, it, it could be pieces. a fun little part of this segment of the show. Just here's the part of the show where we just talk so much shit about powerless. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that. I guess we could do that. I Who tried to be community way. again this week? Yeah. Powerless. powerless. <laughs> Who failed again this week? Powerless. <laughs> Um, But anyway. All right, so let's talk some TV shows. Let's talk The Flash. Um, Last, we're going to do this week. Well, really, we're doing two weeks worth where we have it. Some are on hiatus by the second week. But last week, we had the Untouchables episode. That's where Flash goes after the metahuman who can decompose matter at a touch. Um, Kind of an interesting episode, Aaron. I, I was uh, it was Barry trying to uh, get Kid Flash to do all mm. the work. I guess essentially he keeps trying to train him. He's trying, yeah, to get trying him out to of phase. He's trying to train him to actually help save Iris in the future because he thinks he can actually you know speed up faster than he can. And there's some evidence of that. And I think even in the comics that actually does end up being true that he is a little faster than Barry is, but. Um, it's an interesting episode, but I found the villain really weak on this episode. Like, don't get me wrong, like, the power is kind of interesting, but, yeah. like, besides that, it doesn't... He's not really an interesting character that much. Well, you know, that that, that happens quite a bit on The Flash. Uh, outside of, like, um, Zoom and outside of the major villains for, mm. for the, the season, like... Uh, 
the best one is Reverse Flash, in my opinion. To this yeah. day, I still love that. that yeah, movie. I think that's probably been the best one. Because after that, you kind of have kind of variants of just speedsters that never really have that same sort of like personal touch to it. Yeah. Like, whereas Reverse Flash went back in time, killed Barry's mother, kind of created Barry, and then spent years training him to, to be the Flash. To make him the, the Yeah, Flash, there's like, yeah. there's a pretty heavy personal vendetta thing going on there. Definitely, yeah. And Whereas once you get to Zoom, it you don't really have that to the same extent. And But, you know, with these so, but with the one-off villains usually, they're pretty static. There, there's really there's been a couple that I think have done pretty well. Like, I liked uh, Hamill's Trickster, even though by the time you see him the second time, like he really is just the Joker yeah, in the that, Flash universe. Yeah, when they go to the alternate Earth and with the alternate Trickster, or I guess it was Earth 2, or Earth I one of was, the other Earths. Yeah, he's very close to being just the Joker. I mean, yeah. He had a purple, like a dark purple suit and yeah. a light purple suit. It was pretty, in the voice, mm. it's pretty close. Yeah, like, because he's essentially still doing the same sort of character. Like, he's toned it down a little, but not, not a whole a lot. lot. No, I mean, he's just, he was, all, all he was really missing was the laugh. Oh, yeah. That episode. Like, that and little face paint, little green hair. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he was so close, but not quite. Yeah, it would, don't get me wrong, I loved every second yeah. of it, because I love Hamill as the Joker. I think yeah. he may uh, be the best Joker, period. Yeah, uh, and I mean, I think you look at Pied Piper, I think that was kind of a smaller, but kind of still interesting character. Okay, yeah, I'll um, that. And even with um, Alchemy, I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, Alchemy's part of the bigger picture. He's part of uh, Savitar. He works mm. with Savitar, so he's... Well, yeah, it's just interesting a... because I actually find Alchemy more interesting than Savitar himself. Well, right now, yeah. <laughs> because Savitar almost... is just this gigantic, like, speed deity thing. What You know what Savitar... He reminds me of... He, he's like, they took Iron Man and made him into a speedster. That's... <laughs> In, you know, well, it's like his they, Hulkbuster costume. Yeah, know, or, or and they armor. gave him and they gave him Wolverine's claws. It, it was like they took a couple of superheroes and yeah. smashed them together. Um, but but yeah, so yeah, there wasn't much to the villain. In yeah, this one. I, it's just interesting because you kind of look at like Alchemy, and, like you actually see like him just creating like different supervillains. Like that's kind of a cool little thing. And yeah, I don't know. Or um, even if you look at um, the alternate version of. Um, vibe like i think that was kind of a cool villain yeah the evil version of himself yeah yeah i forget what he called himself he, he wasn't vibe he was yeah it was else. something different but it was but, close to it but yeah but yeah so but yeah the, the, there wasn't much to the villain but this was almost by the time we got to the end of the episode when barry kind of sits down and and tells him how he's going to train him i felt like i was watching star wars rebels again or something <laughs> it was or that it was like a yoda moment like it had sort that of, sort like, of like there. I clearly have, I had a lot of good teachers going for me, but yeah. I clearly need to work on being a better teacher for you, sort of thing. Precisely, it was like it was. Well, the it whole, was a growing moment for him, right? Yeah. But it was that whole. It was very much that whole. There, do or do not. There is no try. It, yeah. it was. It was a complete. It was wasn't said that way, but basically that's what Barry was saying. He said, "I was. Let, I've been letting you get slide by with your natural talent, but I really haven't been training you." Yeah, you know, and I've. Well, I you mean, know, you look at early on in the episode, and he's just like, "Here's how I do it." go yeah and I, and that's not really that efficient a training for like describing how like a sensation should feel sort of thing because that's a very subjective sort of thing right and barry, but barry goes on and he goes you know he, he almost says like he's a he says he was afraid like how he was gonna fail mm. in training him and that again it was just like wow okay i've seen this before yeah this well, is canaan and ezra if for those who've seen rebels all over again it's it, i feel like it, it has a similar motif because you yeah. do have the training 
yeah. sort of like thing in like moving on from not only being here but like a teacher sort of right so there are definitely similarities you can kind of draw upon i think so but i think that's something true with general like comic books and science fiction is like i think we really do reinterpret a lot of classical mythology and mm-hmm. kind of a lot of classical storytelling through it so it's understandable you're going to see certain themes and elements kind of re- appear occasionally show themselves yeah uh it was interesting though because i wonder if barry is going to come to any kind of realization that um that you know he wasn't fast enough to save her this time so will he continue to go all along with his theory of training him because he's eventually going to be faster because mm. you know, he's already failed once technically yeah well i mean he's seen the future self of him fail a few times right um I guess it's actually like two or three times at this point. Oh, uh, because well, twice. they vibed yeah. into the future. future yeah. yeah, which I I don't understand why they don't. I think I brought this up last time. Like, why is that not just a weekly update? Yeah, why don't you just keep going back? Okay, what do we do this time? Okay, well, this has changed. Well, and, let's see how this affected it. Right? Are we good? We're good. Okay. Okay. You know, you can do the whole trial and error thing. Yeah. Right. Like you would just do like, all right, if I move a rock here. <laughs> In this spot, will Savitar just trip and fall on his face? Honestly, I think they're going to run out of timeline stories with time and space at some point, and eventually you're just going to see him start doing the Wild Stallions thing with time and space. <laughs> just going just full Bill and Ted. A garbage can. I need a garbage can right now. And a garbage can just falls out on falls on top of him. That's what yeah, you're going to end up with. I mean, you could do that, but I, I, I don't think that would work for the style of the show. <laughs> I really think they're, eventually they're going to run out of ideas. Well, I think at that point you just, like, the writer's just like, fuck it, let's just do a Bill and Ted show. Like, at that point. Even though I heard there was rumors of them doing, like, a third film. But apparently it's happening. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, heard, I, I don't really know about it. Yeah. Yeah, apparently it, it sounds funny. I'd be interested to see where it goes, but they say uh, what's this? Keanu Reeves is starting to grow his hair back out to try to be similar, really? something similar to. Whatever. Well, I mean, it's already kind of out there normally for like John Wick and stuff like that, right? Too, so, so it, it would really be wouldn't much, have to be that much. Much, yeah. So yeah, we could very well see a mid. I don't know if I want to see it, but we could see that uh, like just middle aged Bill and Bill Ted. Ted. Well, it kind of hits at it at the end of the uh, second one, doesn't it? Uh, or is it the end of the first? The end of the second one, they they try to make them into the rock gods that they yeah like, but they're like yeah. all middle aged and they have like their kids and shit. Well, they got like beards. They're not yeah. really middle aged, but yeah, I guess you could build off that. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't like the second one. I liked the first. Really, one. dude? Yeah. The second one's actually better. No. Oh, it no. is. No, no, I, I have to disagree. No, like, just going I mean, through, like, their personal versions of hell? That was so much fun. Death was okay, but beyond death, I really, really didn't... I The only thing I think you can't really do is George Carlin's bit. Like, that clearly can't come up because Carlin died, and... Well... I don't know, it's... Don't know. Like, it was too well done a character, I think. I don't know. Well, this, unfortunately, is not a Bill and Ted podcast. No, no, so. but, like, we're just going to have the occasional tangents, so... Yeah, but back on it. We have the uh, little bit where the villain of this episode actually does kind of like infect Iris's arm. Mm-hmm. So you actually have uh, Snow kind of just like freezing, yes. like things kind of she, s- slow down the spread of it. She actually takes off her necklace and becomes Killer Frost for well, kind of, kind of. She has to fight off the evil. Yeah, the like dark she side. has to kind of you know control it, contain it, have. Yeah. And even, like, her power, she has to have kind of right on the dot in terms of controlling it. Otherwise, she's just more or less just freezing off the arm. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I mean, 
Iris might look alright with a prosthetic. You could have done that route too, I guess. <laughs> Cut off her arm now. <laughs> we'll give her a bionic one. That'll be her power. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're just like, shit, went too hard. It'd be like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She'll have to it'll be like uh, Coulson. He'll have, she'll have oh, the robot arm. Is that how arm. that went now? Yeah, he has a robot arm. Now. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was not aware of that. Yes. I'm sorry. I'd Spoiler alert, but yeah. Oh, no. It's yeah. fine. I just, I haven't seen that show for a bit. <laughs> well, I will talk about it here in a little bit. But. I know, but I thought that actually had some pretty decent scenes for oh, yeah, this that. episode. Like, I think the Killer Frost arc, like, her trying to maintain and control, and, like, I think that's actually been one of the better, like, subplots for this season. I am not, I'm enjoying it. I just don't know if I like her pairing up with douchebag from uh, <laughs> from harry potter uh um, well yeah he, he just he, i don't like it him. is trying to make him more human and less of just generic asshole i know i just yeah so far i really don't like that character there's yeah. not much about him i know why he's there because he's part of the villain yeah but oh god he just he annoys me yeah i'm not sure yeah. how i feel about the current version of wells if it's any consolation i don't like that don't like him either it's like they they're trying to take the intelligence of the Wells and give it to that guy, to yeah. the Harry Potter guy. And now they're trying to introduce this other, I don't know what the hell to call it, HR, whatever yeah. he is. Um, but yeah, I'm not really enjoying that that much. I don't know, like, don't wrong, like, it's interesting in its own way, but it's just, it doesn't have the same sort of, like, feeling like the previous versions have. Like, I think they should give him some sort of underlying plot. I think in order to make it more interesting. Yeah. You know, something like yeah, he's hiding from everybody else or something. Because otherwise, he's just boring. HR is boring to me, really. He's yeah. supposed to be comic relief. and I don't know. But, I mean, know. you kind of had that with Cisco, like, to a certain extent in a lot of the episodes. And don't get me wrong. Like, I know, like, with Snow and Iris and some of the other characters, you're taking the more serious arcs. So I can understand wanting to have that sort of counterbalance because you don't have Cisco as comic relief to the same extent. Yeah, but at the same time, like I'm not sure if you transitioning one of your more like darker, more interesting character or more intelligent characters for just plain comic relief is the way to go with that. Well, I, I don't know if they're going to make him smart or something, but at some point, I mean, Caitlin's going to go full on bad guy at least temporarily. So, well, I mean, gotta, she's uh, already had bits where she's gone yeah. like villain temporarily, right? And to be honest, I was amazed we, they didn't do that with Vibe. To be honest, like especially after like you have that kind of uh, flashpoint change where his like brother. his brother died, yeah. like where you really could have seen them just kind of transitioning into like going dark and like, him being go, like uh, down the Batman path or something. Or yeah, something more. Yeah, like, I don't wrong. Like I'm kind of glad they didn't go with that route, but it could have easily done it. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, so overall, uh, just real quick, uh, say A, B, C, D. Uh, B minus. B minus. It was all right. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, go It ahead. wasn't like a great villain. It was kind of a story arc that took you to next week, but I don't know if there's anything that really stands out on it too much. Yeah, I, there wasn't, there's not, nothing, nothing terribly earth-shattering about this episode, but uh, I thought it was cool. I'll give it a solid B. I, I won't say B plus, I won't say B minus, just. Solid B. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a good episode. It's yeah. entertaining. Um, there is uh, this week. There was no episode. Uh, they are returning next week uh, on the twenty first of uh, February, and then they're going to do the Gorilla Garage. Is that going to uh, be episodes. a two episode bit? I think so. Yeah, I believe it's a two episode. Arc. That should be kind of cool. Yeah, like Garage's kind of an interesting character. I mean, you kind of have that nice, like, like intelligent brute sort of thing because he isn't gorilla. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that might, it plays into like a more multi-dimensional storyline rather than just the time jumps. 
it might allow us to actually do more with Wells or this version of Wells, possibly because possibly. I, they mentioned that he's had like intelligent gorillas on their planet as well. So I think so, yeah. But they're going to go to Earth two this time. Mm. So we'll see see how that pans out. So we'll actually have three speedsters. You'll have Jesse Quick, yeah, Kid Flash, and the Flash. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. it'll be interesting to see how that works out because you really haven't done a whole lot with Jesse Quick not, like since they introduced her as a character. Not, so not really. So be interesting to see. I think it'd be pretty cool to see all three of them together mm. for the. Well, then I mean, just having like a Earth Jump sort of episode can be kind of fun. Okay. Oh yeah, because you can have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. yeah you have, all kinds of weird things going yeah, on. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, you're not going to go Rick and Morty weird, but... No, but you can... Little quirky things. Yeah, you know? have you ever caught any of those episodes? No, I have not. They're, they're pretty good. Are they? Yeah, like, it's 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 appropriate for Adult Swim. <laughs> like, I would not let your daughter watch well, it. No, there's a lot of things I wouldn't let my daughter watch. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, but <laughs> if you have the time, it's a, it's a pretty fun Back to the Future parody. <laughs> All right. Like, unofficial Back to the Future parody, but... Gotcha. I'll have to check it out. All right, so let's move on to Legends of Tomorrow. Um, two weeks ago, we had the episode Turncoat. Um, the Legends travel to the winter of 1776 to protect George Washington from uh, from being assassinated, who just happens to be Trip. Trip is the one who's who's turned bad guy. The Legion of Doom. Yeah, <laughs> has taken Rip's mem or not Trip Rip's memories. Yeah, Rip Hunter, and uh, they've turned him evil. And he yeah. plays a pretty damn good bad guy. He plays a good asshole, anyway. He kind of does. And it's interesting, because even though you know, like, his memories are turned, like, it actually almost provides, like, a narrative for why the new, like, version of Rip has, like, motivation. Yeah. Because it's just like, well, I protected, you know, history, and I watched my wife and child die for it. Mm-hmm. So why would I want to preserve that? Right. It's like, oh, no, it's just, that actually makes sense. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good for you, man. And he he really does. He he. I don't know if it's because he's British, because British plays really good bad guys in movies. I I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's I, the I Star feel like... Wars effect kicking in or something. But I really like him as a bad guy. I hope they don't turn him back to good. Honestly, I, yeah. Like yeah. you like him that much. I like him as a bad guy. I really. I, don't know. Do. I feel like movies do worse with Germans in terms of being the villains. You like... Germans and Russians. You like you think it's worse or, or better? No, no. I just feel like feel, I think Rip actually does work a little better as a villain, yeah. Especially in comparison to him just being like a director sort of thing, which was yeah. stupid, right? Like, don't wrong. It makes sense in the plot line, but it's it's not the most interesting story arc for him. Well, I like it because he was their mentor, yeah. And he now he knows everything about him. He knows everything about that ship. Mm. He can tear them to pieces. Oh He's yeah, a big it works, threat. It works really well, especially when you see that why he set the trap the way he did, mm-hmm. like how you see him like later on the episode, just kind of, um, was it, is it Jax, the one that's the engineer? Uh, yes. Yeah. You see him just kind of like chasing him around the ship and be like, I've taught you everything on this ship, you yeah. know? And you see like this kind of chase scene where like, he's trying to like deal with like the numbers difference and it works really well. And he almost breaks Jax. I mean, he almost Yeah, because you see him. him just wanting to like still believe in him because right. he did teach him everything because he did, you know, support him and and yeah, I mean, you have I can't think of her name just get like almost killed twice because yeah, of Sarah, him. yeah. Yeah. I, it maybe that's why I like him so much because he's he's Darth Vader now. He's the he's <laughs> 
<laughs> he was Anakin Skywalker, and now he's Darth Vader. I, I, I don't you know, know if I would take it to that extent. Well, and in some ways, because he's, like I said, he's he was the... He was the, the mentor good guy the, yeah, the, who turned evil. The ultimate, I think yeah. that only works if you really include like the Clone Wars stuff of like Ahsoka. Well, like, sure, it would be better... Like, if he, he turned slow, I, the way he turned is obviously he's been manipulated. Yeah, like, but they're still, probably going to turn him back. I think they are too. But like, don't be wrong. I agree with you. I think he works good as a villain. I actually think he looks he works more interesting as a villain. I would, you know what? I, I would love him to stay the villain. Also, would, because the Legion of Doom really doesn't have a whole lot of interesting members. No, if that, we're being that, honest, and that's the other part. I'd rather him drop the other three, uh, other than maybe Reverse Flash. I still like him. Yeah, but the other two. I could take. Like, your, don't get me wrong. If you want to, okay, but yeah, like as someone who is not really big in the original Arrow series, like they're both like leagues of assassin villains. Like so, like one of them I kind of see the point of, and the other ones just I, I don't know if you need both because they both seem to be playing a very similar role. I don't think you do. I don't think you need like either. And to one be honest, really. like if you were having this in any of the animated series, these would be more henchmen. Yes, and, and they they kind of go with that theme in this episode too, or well, not pre- just this episode, or previous but, episode. Yeah, in a previous episode, that's like, no, we're not henchmen. You're not going to treat us like that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I understand why you have to do that episode because in any other form of the series, they would be right. At least in the Legion of Doom level, like they keep calling them that. But if you look at what it's like, three dudes and <laughs> none of them are re- like outside of Reverse Flash. None of them are particularly super powered or. None of them are Lex Luthor level like intelligences. No, no, not even close. And, and they're like you said, they're practically the same thing. They're both League of Assassin former. You know, yeah, and don't get me wrong. Clearly, kind of the, one's more tactful than the other. Right. But that just means they have different approaches to it. And don't get me wrong. I like the last episode where they are fighting, where they actually do trap you know Reverse Flash and get him to admit. You know, like we're standing on the same page here. Right. That's a good fucking episode. It is. Right. But. In terms of dealing with the other cast members, it's not really the most interesting dynamic. Yeah, I, I just, I really, like I said, I I think he would be the better arch-villain for them. Because, I, like I said, he knows everything about him. Yeah. If they if he becomes the arch, let's just say the Legion of Doom thing runs its course this season. Yeah. I would love to see Rip go on and be the villain in, next, in season. Yeah, next like season. actually... Constantly trying to disrupt time flow, yeah, trying to he rewrite reality. He understands the timeline. He understands how yeah. to manipulate. You know, it, to me, he's the better villain. And yeah, in a lot of ways, like he works in a much better way for what the show is than for mm-hmm. Reverse Flash, yep. who makes sense a little bit. Yeah, like I actually think his origins are real as to why he's doing everything is interesting. But like outside of that, I don't view him as like a great villain for the show. Like he works because he can kind of jump through time a little, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he'd be a much better villain going forward. Yeah, or at least having a character very similar to him. If it's something similar. Well, not really. He's really it. I mean, yeah, because he was the leader. Yeah, and he, like I said, he knows them all. It's he's just perfect. Well, that and we have had the time bounty hunters in the last episode. Season two, and they didn't really work that well either. Yeah, so I mean, you have a fair point. Yeah, I, I think he's. I just think he's a perfect fit. I, like yeah. I said, I think they're going the other way with him eventually. But nevertheless, if you were going to keep put him on the show permanently, like a mm. lot of people want him back. Yeah, I think he'd be great as the villain. Yeah, I so. think you're right. Um, this show also had a couple other arcs. Uh, you have the steel and vixen thing. Mm, yeah, was, like, that was interesting. Arc. Yeah, I it was a weird sort of like love moment in a show that. 
hasn't been too bad about it since this season. But like, usually they hint about that kind of stuff in other episodes. There really hasn't been too much foreshadowing of this. This just kind of happens. It was just kind of like, well, in my time front or in my timeline, it's just you know you're more liberal about this sort of thing. You know, you're people who just get on a little more. But to be honest, I think that's historically a little dishonest. But well, not only that, but they're I, I mean, just over the overall idea of putting those two together. Mm. Usually, they kind of build towards that. Yeah, and well, it kind of sets this up as just like it was a fling sort of thing, even though there might be lingering attachments. And like, I don't know, like it might work out, but it seems kind of forced in some way. Like, you kind of like the love plots on the show really don't pan out real well, and they kind of seem a bit much sometimes. Yeah, and like I said, it just seemed like it was like, okay, you know. They, They did a good job in the episode building up to it, but in other, usually they spend a couple episodes. Yeah working your way up to that but in this case it's kind of like bam now we're gonna deal with yeah thing happens deal with it right let's keep going yeah so i mean that's not necessarily a bad way of doing like you don't want to foreshadow every damn thing you want to do but Mm -hmm. i don't know it just seemed like an odd moment in its own way but i don't think it's nearly as odd as the actual scenes with george washington and um yeah uh oh god uh um um i'm i'm completely blanking out here. fire starter fire yeah not fire oh god what's his name <laughs> anyway it shows how much we pay attention to the show well i, I do pay attention i actually am get, i'm actually liking this show more and more the more it's I watch doing it. a lot better than the first season did it, it, yeah leaps and bounds um but yeah that was kind of yeah, yeah that was the worst and, part of this episode him in washington and how he teaches washington to be a rogue and not only that's like fight I'm dirty a, and, and you have that like speech towards the end like no this is an american way you don't give up you don't surrender you fight dirty you kick him the balls yeah it was <laughs> it was funny i i found it funny i don't it's I amusing it in its own way but like and he's like then he has his own statue and yeah a like, statue with his face i was like okay and all right they, and they, that's they, a bit of a comic relief but like I thought that was like the part of the episode that really just fucking dragged. Yeah, yeah, I didn't do a whole lot. It was, <coughs> I don't know. I wouldn't even call it fan service. I think they were just trying to figure out a way to use yeah. his character in the episode somewhere. Yeah, you know, everybody else kind of had their own thing going on, and you know, so put him with Washington. So yeah, no, like but, for me, it was just a low point. Like I understand what it was me trying to do. It was kind of comic relief in its own way. Yeah, but I don't know. It just. It wasn't a part of the episode that just worked for me, so. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, overall, uh, what do you think, grade-wise, on that one? C, C+. Plus. C, C+. Plus. I actually gave it a B-. minus. I enjoyed it yeah. a little bit. I re- like I said, really like it, Rip, is the villain, so. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, this week, they didn't have an episode as well. They will return as well on the 21st. They're going back to Camelot um, time, so we'll get to see. Like, a Ren Fair version of the show. Or a Monty Python version of the show. Uh, <laughs> it's Spamalot. <laughs> I fought in your general direction. <laughs> your I don't know. Your father I mean, was a hamster and your mother, sorry, I know, your like, mother was I, a hamster. Camelot makes sense for a place for this show to kind of go to, but I'm not sure how much I'm going to like it. Just because I really wasn't big on the uh, Feudal Japan episode either. To oh, really? It. I actually kind of enjoyed that yeah. one. It was a little too short. I would expect. I actually wanted to spend more time there. I don't know. Like I thought that episode was kind of weak too. So I don't yeah. know. Okay. It, it could go either way. We'll see. Hopefully, it'll be good. All right. So let's move on to Supergirl. Um, two weeks ago, we did the Martian Chronicles. Armic arrives in National City to take on Megan. To- 
uh, back to Mars to face her punishment as a traitor. Um, This was apparently also her um, ex-husband in a way, I guess, Martian, white Martian, that came back to bring her back to face... Oh, okay. Trial. So, like, was that a legal process where he was the ex-husband, or was it just like she took off and just there's like a common law split? It was more of a they kind of have arranged marriages. Was kind of how it felt. Oh, is that and, how it kind of works out? And yeah, they. I don't I, know. I didn't really pick up on them like suggesting too much of Martian culture there. Like yeah, the only bit but, you really see are just like the deaf camp sort of thing. So yeah, and, and you know she has that big. Flashback. I think that was a previous episode. Yeah, it was a previous episode. But um, yeah, so he comes back and basically tries to you know to grab her and bring her forcefully bring her back eventually back to Mars to face trial because she helped the Green Martians and Mm. blah blah blah. Um, You really think wouldn't think you'd be that worried about one person that like helped like one or two people escape and then left just more or less sent themselves into exile. Yeah, I, this kind of felt like uh, an episode where they were trying to save money on the budget and they decided to trap, you know, do the whole, we're going to trap you in a building and you have to run around and you you don't know who's who because the White yeah. Martian is pretending a to be shapeshifter. Somebody, a shapeshifter. It's like uh, going through the thing sort yeah, of process. Kind of, yeah. I, I There's kinda, a few homages to like that film in the last couple of years, like in shows. Like you see it like pop up in a few different places. I actually, like I you even see it in an episode of Rebels. If we're being, honest. it's true. That's true. It, it, you're absolutely right. It's just the the show was this episode for me was kind of filler. I don't know. I kinda, yeah. it, there wasn't much that went on other than when, at the end where Megan decides she needs to go back to Mars for some reason after all this and start a white 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 uh, Martian resistance. Um, I don't know. Like don't know. it doesn't really go into the government structure of Mars, so. I, it just, like, if you're having death camps and, like, parallels to World War II, like, Nazi Germany, I would assume it's a bit of a dictatorship. Oh, yeah, I would say so, because uh, he even, her ex-husband, or whatever the hell he is, he even mentions Mar- how, Mar- how great Mart is, Mars is now that they've eradicated the green Martians, and <laughs> they've created their own superior Martian race, and yeah. all this shit. It, it goes full yeah. just... They might as well just put Nazi, you know, hats on. And, yeah, to be honest, like yeah. I mean, it'd be a little less subtle, but that's clearly what it's going for. Yeah, that's for. exactly what it's going for. Um, again, I, I don't know. Like I said, there just wasn't much to this episode. Um, they play around a little bit with Supergirl and with uh, Monel. Yeah, well, they've bit. been doing that oh, for a while, yeah. and to be honest, like it's been kind of dragging, yeah. especially because Mono's not that interesting a character. Yeah, it, it's it's really you know it was, it was I think this episode was trying to be uh, really heavy on on John and and Megan, and it just hmm. I don't know it fell flat for me. Yeah, really, fair enough, man. Um, I don't know. I think there's been a couple of Supergirl episodes where like like the pacing or the focus seems a little off, and the episode does seem kind of tend to fall like we've seen that a few times this season it was much worse last season but yeah like this is a show that's definitely done better uh, under the cw than did uh, don't get me wrong this episode compared to last season is is already in another category oh yeah above what last season was but uh but yeah as far as the overall story arc and stuff i there wasn't much there um, yeah uh, in fact i'll go ahead and get put my grade out there on this one because there's not nothing else to talk about i'll say C minus. Yeah, so. that that's fair. Um, yeah, there really wasn't a whole lot to it. So 
Yeah. But I think we're good moving on to the next one. Okay. So uh, this week's episode. I think yeah. the next or the current week's is actually much, much better. Yeah. This week's episode was uh, Luther, the Luthers. Um, Lena is arrested for helping break Metallo and Lillian Luther out of prison. Um, and Supergirl has to, or Kara refuses to believe that her friend Lena has committed this crime. And, yeah, so she's kind of vouching for her and believing her and yeah. fighting for her. And I think, not only do I really love like the Luther backstory here, where you actually see that where she's, you know, like, from like an affair that her father had and mm-hmm. was kind of adopted into the family, yep. uh, to her relationship with her mother and brother, were all pretty interesting bits, but... Like I think it's interesting looking at the parallels between Kara and um, Lana Luther here because yes. you look at last season where Kara was pretty much fighting a, a similar maternal figure in her aunt, who she really wanted to believe in, who she really wanted to support, and who she couldn't because of what she wanted to do. Yeah, and I think you know, I think that's why the friendship kind of works because they can see parallels in each other almost, or at least from Kara's point of view, they can. Yeah, I, and and honestly, I really like this episode because it it did go really deep into the Luthers Mm. and um, you know, especially after Smallville and and watching that, that, that whole thing uh, and how they did the Luthers there. I'm always, it really got me interested into the Lex Luthor character Mm. that Smallville did. So even though like the Lex Luthor character here looks very much like the uh, main character from Gotham (laughs) it's very similar. What do you mean? Like, uh, uh, their version of Lex Luthor looks very similar to Gotham's Bruce Wayne, like physically. Oh, the the kid, yes, yeah. the the kid version of Lex Luthor. Yes. Yeah, they haven't really shown like the adult version, but as far as I know. What, what I liked was was seeing we we got to see Lionel mm. Lionel Luthor, and who he, actually looks a lot like our classic depiction Lex, of Lex, Lex Luthor, Luther, which is kind of cool. You yeah, know, it, never really seen him because I'm used to the the Smallville version of Lionel. Yeah. That's the only other version of Lionel Luthor I know. I yeah. never saw Lionel in the comics or anything, so. It's um, it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, to see, so yeah, he looks like the classic Lex. Do you think it's gonna be funny if we show like modern Lex in this, and it's he's gonna actually look closer to like the classic Lionel, where it's just like got hair. Um, not but I mean, they wouldn't because they did hint at him. He lost his hair, right? Right. Yeah. Prison scene. Yeah, it's. It's all at, at this point. Lex Luthor is already in prison, so we're we're well past the early stages yeah. of him. But, um. And it's just focusing now on his sister. Mm-hmm. And I like, like you said, I like that dynamic between, um, it's now, it's kind of that whole Smallville dynamic again where, and they even say it, they even bring it up. Oh, that, like, that, for a long time, long time, Superman, like, was Lex's best friend. Yeah. How he Clark, believed in him no matter what. That Clark and Lex were best friends, just like they were in Smallville. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's got the Smallville reference. I love it. Um, well, I mean, it's a reference to a few other versions. In the it, comics, but, yeah. too. But but still, um, yeah, I, I really like that idea because I, I've always liked that part in the comics where just the irony of the best friend becoming the yeah, arch I mean, the arch enemy. You do you know? see it in a few other like fantasy like series as well, but it, it is when it's done well, it can be really interesting. Yeah. So, uh, you know, other than that, I mean, the rest of it, the Metallo uh, again, Metallo I, still doesn't really still, look that good as a no, character. He looks does like it? shit still. Um, and I. Like for like the CW shows, you tend to do pretty well about integrating like the prosthetics and the CGI. But there's something about that chest plate that still just looks really tacky. You can't man. get past it, can you? No, not really. Like it looks a. I don't even know if it looks better than the first time we saw it. To be honest, nah, probably not. I don't think they really changed it. To be honest, not really. Like 
And it's weird because it just looks so silly because he has like his shirt like partially opened. Yeah. And he's got the glove on the one hand and it's just and I, he's just kind of I don't like how he shoots his beam from his chest. Where he's just like pulls his arms back and it's like just right. trying to like spread his chest as wide <laughs> as possible. It's like it could at least have made him a woman where he got to see some tits or something when he's doing it. Otherwise, it just it, it looks well, weird. Well, I don't think you want to give him, like, prosthetic tits. I don't no, really no, think not that not him. I'm to. talking about make Metallo a girl, not actually him. But, I don't know. I don't, know. I don't think that really would have added to it, to be honest. It just, yeah. I, like, don't get me wrong. Like, the chest beam looks stupid. Like, I, it makes sense in, like, other versions of it. And it, honestly, it could have worked here. It just, it still looks stupid. Yeah, I, I And the funny you. thing is, like, the entire time you're watching is like, you you kind of have to imagine like the actor doing that without the special effects and thinking, I wonder if that actually looks worse. Oh, it has to look worse. <laughs> like, worse. Is this, here's my man tits. Oh. No, it was just, yeah, I, I, I don't. Nipple beams attack. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> I just like, yeah, okay, I've had enough. Um, yeah, I didn't really care for that part, but... I, I will give this episode a solid B just for the Luther lore alone. Oh yeah, I mean, you know? I even after going through the lore, you still have like Lana's like relationship with her mother, mm-hmm. and like how manipulative and like shitty a person she is. Yeah, and it's like a great dynamic to keep building on. And you, you also have the return of Hank Kenshaw as like cyborg Superman sort right. of thing, which is still kind of weird, but it's yeah. kind of interesting. So, but also, uh, I, I kind of dug the whole thing. I liked it, and um, uh, uh, we also forgot to talk about, um, so the uh, Supergirl and Monel kind of get together. At the end. At the end, but they bring in Mr. Um, Mix-It? 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 Whatever. He's, if you remember, if anybody remembers watching the old Superman cartoons, he's the, in the Superman cartoons, he's a little, little, little short guy. Yeah. I think he was voiced by Gilbert Godfrey, even. It was pretty close to and, it, not. Um, he's just like this, um, he's, he's this all-powerful being, essentially. He's like a fifth-dimensional being yes, that's like a magical dimension. user sort of thing. It's kind of magical. He's kind of godlike powers. It, um, kind of a Rumpelstiltskin thing in that uh, like yeah. you say his name backward to send him back to his own place. Right, sends him But back it only works dimension. for X amount of time, or you can say his name backwards to summon him or some shit. He's just there to cause trouble. He's a troublemaker. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a fun, like, trickster god sort of character. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to that in Supergirl, because I yeah. think that'll fit really well. Oh, yeah, I think it Spartans. definitely will. Like, as much shit as I actually give, like, Metallo's design, I actually think he's a really good character to have in the series. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he fits in the universe really well here. Yeah. And I think Mr. Mixits or whatever right. however we're pronouncing that is actually really close to the same things like he's may not be the like the most interesting character you have in the universe but he fits into this like show really well. He's a really good choice for the show. At least I think he will. We we haven't seen we've only seen a oh, very little Don't me wrong. Like like I said, I like Metallo like I think as a character he fits in really well. I think in terms of like how he's actually played out has been a little underwhelming. Yeah. But in theory he really is a good character for it. I agree. And I think we might see a similar thing here, or this could be a thing where, like, you can kind of play around with it more so it actually makes it more interesting. It's definitely going to be a transition in story arc because I think this is going to be not quite, well, pretty much a filler episode. Like, it might continue, like, this love arc aspect a little bit, but that's kind of boring anyway. I don't Um, see him more than one one episode just because of his powers and and everything. No, no, like, you don't want to have that character for, like, a multi-arc episode. No, not really. Like, don't wrong, I like the character. I think he's interesting, but it really is just 
you're setting that up to have a goofy episode. Yeah, he's the guy guy who comes in maybe once or twice a season. Yeah, yeah. Like, cause you, he doesn't. He's not. He's a villain in that he like causes trouble and mischief. But yeah, if we're being honest, it's like he's chaotic neutral. Like he's not really out to. He's like, not out to really, really hurt anyone. He'll kill somebody for the fun of it. But yeah, that's that's, that's like still a reason. Yeah, like it, there's no real like overall no, long term no, motivation. No, he's just. He's just doing it for to get his own kicks. Yeah, he's, he's doing it for the shits and giggles. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, uh, what, were, what would you give this episode? Uh, I think this was a solid B. Solid B? Yeah, me too. Okay. All right, so I know you don't follow it, or you haven't followed it for a while. Um, yeah. But I'll talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just real briefly. Um, so far, the LDM, um, it's had a couple twists and turns. Um We've really gotten into using this superior who's this kind of like this mad Russian with a sub. Not really digging that guy too much. Wait, wait. Like, the superior, like, that's in, like, the villainous organization? He is the head watchdog. So there's been this group. So you have the Inhumans yeah. that came about. And these, and then there was this other group that developed because of the Inhumans called the Watchdogs. Okay. Who, are, who hunt Inhumans. Okay. So... They've been building up to this for a while. Okay, so they're like the anti-mutant league in like kind of yes, yes, very much so. Okay. They're like you know they're out for you know they're like human supremacists. Keep yeah yeah keep human you know, human human beings human and yeah. all this shit. So, yeah, classical play on race relations and right mutant form. Gotcha. So eventually, um, the superior is the name of. The head guy. That is a shitty name. Yeah, it is. It's kind of lame. And, it's kind of generic, isn't it? And even I am and, the superior because I am your superior. And it's funny because in this last this last episode, they put Coulson because he's been after Coulson. Okay. Uh, he was a he was a a Russian agent or Russian part of a Russian military unit that got executed because Coulson years ago in Shield when he was lower level in Shield mm-hmm. infiltrated them, stole this. This item from them, him and May did. Okay, what was and the his, item? Uh, they never did say. Okay, and it's it's a secret. They're hitting at it for later on in the series. Well, I, maybe I don't know. Anyway, so they they steal whatever this item is, and his whole unit, except for him, for some reason, is executed, and okay. he blames Coulson for it. Okay, so he so even Coulson's like. Yeah, I don't even remember you. He's like, I've been on hundreds of missions, and because he finally confronts him one on one. And yeah, you're just another red shirt to me. Yeah. Um, you're just one. He's a very middle yeah. management response. <laughs> very much so. He's like, it's like it's almost like you don't even have a name tag. Who are you? <laughs> you don't even stand a chance. It was it was pretty funny, really. Yeah. Um, so it's that whole watchdog buildup has been very uneventful and very yeah. I, I haven't fun. really found Agents of Shield to be. It, it was kind of lackluster in the first season, and every little bits I catch of it doesn't really seem like it's advancing a really heavy arc too well so they've been doing this these ldms these yeah life, the, uh, life the life androids. model yeah androids anyway the androids so during this last confrontation simmons and fitz at the very end of the episode realized that they've replaced everybody with an android now okay except for them okay so now they have to uh find a way that so the whole next episode is going to be about about them fighting these androids, apparently. Okay. These replacements, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's an interesting twist. And what's also an interesting twist is is the first android that this doctor built is actually using the superior as a pawn in her own game. Yeah. To take over the world or whatever 
Mm. So it's starting to, to get to it, slowly replace everyone with androids. Right, with androids, I think that's her. Her. her it's her essentially plan. body snatchers. Kind of, yeah. Okay. But I'm at least finding that starting to find that entertaining. I'm starting they, to find uh, they pretty much abandoned the whole Ghost Rider thing. Yeah, for the for now. I oh. really wish they hadn't. I think they could have done a lot more. Yeah, well, I mean, they kind of jump from thing to thing a little because bit. Because the the only thing they kind of and uh, they they take this they have this book called the Darkhold, which is okay. kind of like the ultimate book of knowledge. Okay, and it gives you whatever you want, mm. and it vast you know gives you crazy ideas and, mm. and mind and that's basically the only thing left from so is it one of those things like where ghost rider series you have knowledge but it's more than your simple human brain can comprehend so it just fries it and overriding well, it, it doesn't fry it but it turns you into it's like it becomes like um, the ring okay in lord of the rings it's it's so powerful it corrupts you okay that's that's the whole premise behind mm. it um so i've I wish they'd go more with that. I'd like to see a little bit more of the dark hole, but we've, mm. they've kind of gone away from that now, and now it's strictly on the the android. Okay, but I would, yeah, I, I kind of missed the, the the Ghost Rider because they kind of hinted like they were going to have two Ghost Riders. Yeah, and they briefly did. Yeah, and but they don't go instead of saying but that, then that, like, that that is Johnny Johnny Blaze. They don't. They never get to that part. Part. So after that, they're just like, and eh, let's go to this other arc. Right, and okay. they, they mid season go to the LDM. So the rest of this season is going to be LDM. Oh, okay. So, um, I'm kind of starting to dig the android ever so slightly. Yeah. Just because we're starting to see that she's becoming, as time goes on, she becomes more and more self-aware. Yeah. Kind of the whole Skynet thing. Mm. And uh, she's she's undermining everybody. Eventually, I think she'll undermine her creator, yeah. the Doctor. And, and then you reveal her plans, and right. that could be an interesting kind of transition. Kind of thing, yeah. So, okay. Uh, we'll see. So it's... <laughs> It's okay. It's 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 maintained at least a B status. Occasionally it drops a little bit, but right now I'd say it's still a, a C. I'll say B minus to a B. Okay, fair so, enough. So. I know when I was watching it, the thing that really kept it was just kind of the character dynamics. Like I, Fitzsimmons were kind of a fun mm-hmm. like duo that were interesting oh, yeah. to watch. But I don't know. I, I I don't know if the story arcs were really all that great in the first season. So um, the first season was. It was uh, they were trying to find their audience in their way, and then in order to stay on the air, I think they decided. Then they made a good play. They 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 merged it with the movie, and they yeah. introduced the Hydra element. Well, I think, but the in- you know. issue of merging with the films was that it kind of knocked off the storyline that they were on, like mid season, mm-hmm. pretty it well. Did. So it did, but it saved. The, I think it saved the show because okay. that second half of that season was really really good. Fair enough. In the way they they intertwined not only. They barely intertwined it with the movie, but the fact that they took that Hydra element mm. to such an extreme. Yeah. Um, that's what made that, that, that part of the season really good. Fair enough. And that's why I think they're still on the air. Although, we'll see after this season. They're not doing so well in the ratings right now. Um, there's a lot of shows that are in the air that aren't doing well in the ratings. But it's hard to say how much you can really vouch on that because the rating system is so much different now than it used to be. Yeah. Like, now you're going through DVR, online watching, online streaming, you know, pirating, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. So it's really hard to say what your actual audience base is. It's true that you, I'm not sure, I'm sure they're figuring it out or that somebody has. Yeah. You know, as far as downloads, and I'm sure mm. that's part of their equations now. You know? Yeah. And when you watch it and how much you watch it, maybe. Well, yeah. That, I mean, it's hard to say how much that's going to do, whether that's a show they'll do better in rewatches, like on Netflix and things like that. And to what extent that matters. Yeah. Like, because there's probably shows that do watch much better in terms of, like, binge watching. 
than they do in regular every oh, season. Sure. But I don't know if they count that as being equivalent. And, I don't. Really, I, they probably don't. I, it depends. I, I I don't know. I you know we're, I haven't. I've, I have yet to have somebody explain to me how the because I know they've adjusted the Nielsen rating system. And I know they still send boxes out to these families. Yeah. You know, and I, I actually got a letter once to do it myself, but I was in the middle of a divorce and I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, I'm sure that's a big part of it. I'm sure they have to take the DVR into, you have to now. Yeah. You know? I mean, so. I mean, it's so standard now, or honestly, with online watching, it's kind of so well, standard now. Like, you yeah. look at the number of people that cut cable and. It's an ever increasing number, and like I think it's almost what twelve, fifteen percent of the population, if not more. Uh, I don't know if it's that high quite yet, but if they don't figure out a way to um, to serve the cable cutter mentality and mm. provide um, more on demand, I think is where eventually yeah. it's going. Now, where television may it'll always exist in some shape or form, mm. but you're gonna see. Like network television, kind of like they have with DirecTV and, and cable. Or you have now. their on-demand services. The on-demand services on the side. They may start to merge that more and you know, make that greater and greater. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know? and then I think if that's the case, you kind of have to take more. That has to be taken into account more with those sort of rating sure. systems, right? If if Yeah. And, you know, if I were them, I would actually start creating more side content for their shows and for their fans. You actually do see that with certain programs. Like, but, I mean, like the stuff we're doing right now, mm. I would take, I would find some people that, like like, well, like what we do, pay them, put up a podcast well, or a video podcast and start mm. talking about the episodes. Well, interesting that. enough, like you look at AMC with like The Walking Dead and a few of their other shows, they more or less did do that. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. they pretty much had Behind the Walking Dead uh, or HBO, The Talking Dead or whatever. HBO had Game of Thrones this year. They had their own special show. Yeah. Uh, you start seeing that more and more. And if they start uh, doing that more, I think that's going to create the super fan. That's how yeah. you get the fan engaged more. Well, I mean, it allows yeah. for, you know, that brand of fan that wants to just know everything. Precisely. Like that's just super obsessive and wants to like out geek people and, and then that's 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 what you want because that's gonna be the fan that's gonna watch any filler episode you put up. Yeah. And they may bitch about it, but they're still gonna watch it. Yeah. You know, and you want more of that. So But yeah. But I mean you do also see a lot more like web content, you see like more behind the scenes stuff coming sure. up for shows online. Like uh you look at Marvel or Netflix, they both have like online like YouTube channels where they release like behind the scenes stuff or mm-hmm. trailers for upcoming things and oh, so yeah. yeah, it's definitely an expanding part of like the market, I think. I think so. I definitely think so. All right, so we will move on now to uh uh just real briefly, Gotham is still on hiatus and will be unfortunately until April twenty fourth. <laughs> uh it's currently uh twenty four legacy is currently in its time slot. Uh, how, how are you liking Twenty Four Legacy? Have you I seen watched, it? Uh, I watched the episode because you were a fan of the original Twenty Four, right? Yeah, and I watched the first episode after the Super Bowl. Eh. Um, I actually enjoy uh, Keith Sutherland in um, his new show on ABC a hell of a lot more. Um, what is his new show? Oh, that's the uh, 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 the last president thing. Yeah, uh, or like uh, he was the last designated member of survivor. Yeah, yes, I enjoy that much more. I enjoy that and Blacklist incredibly. Um, oh yeah, you've been a been that's Blacklist fan for a while. Oh yeah, they're getting ready to do a spinoff next week called um, 
Blacklist, uh, not Remorse, but Redemption. Blacklist Redemption. Right. Is that like an arc within Blacklist, or is that like an actual separate show? It's going to be a separate show. Oh, okay. But they're, you know, they're going to spin it Will it, it like, off. run coincide, or? Uh, I think so, yeah. At least, at least you're going to have the spinoff episode, Blacklist, right before they premiere the first episode of the Blacklist Redemption. So. Oh, okay. That's kind For of our cool. listeners out there, uh, definitely set your DVRs if you can't watch it live. Yeah. So. I love that show, though. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so uh, yeah, so Gotham is on hiatus. So that uh, we're not going to talk about Arrow because neither one of us really watch Arrow. Mr. Ankenbauer is our Arrow expert, so yeah. we will digress on that as well. So that pretty much takes care of the TV part of our podcast. And uh, so let's move right on in very quickly as we can here as we've gone a little long on into uh, movie news. Um, so the first thing and... Uh, the, we want to talk about the original script for the Batman reportedly featured the Joker and several other villains. Um, well, we've heard a couple of these things already. Like we had uh, Joe Manangelo, like uh, supposedly had that little screenshot for Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. There was rumors that you were going to have both Joker and Harley Quinn being part of it to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even theories of them introducing like others characters since they weren't going to do the, um, what is it? The, Gotham Sirens film, like, down the line? I didn't hear anything about that. So like, I'm that was sure. supposed to be a Gotham Sirens film. I think they had planned for, I want to say, like, 2019-2020 in that range. Uh, that would be Harley Quinn's kind of spinoff film. Uh, yeah. It would be her, Ivy, and uh, Catwoman, supposedly. See, I, I wouldn't have mind a Joker uh, Deathstroke team-up. Mm-hmm. And you, basically you have the... The Joker being the maniacal mastermind, and you have... I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm i not against having the Joker character. You just don't like Leto's version. I, I hate Leto's I version know. of it. Like, I so much. But unfortunately... Like, I'd rather have the Batman version of it, where you just have, like, a big-footed Rastafarian Joker. I, it made no fucking sense, but it was better. The problem is, we're stuck with them unless they decide to completely recast yeah. the Joker at this point. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't mind seeing the Joker as the mastermind, kind of being obviously being crazy, but and have Deathstroke do the the real the big yeah. fight scenes with Batman. I don't know. Or but, if you go like for like that sort of like there's multiple Jokers sort of scenario, you could have a Joker face off thing. That could be cool. What and the new Joker kills off Leto? Yes, yes, <laughs> that I would be fine with. I think a lot of fans would be okay with that. I don't know if they could get Leto to come back though at this point. And yeah, just I don't know. He was pretty pissed off about like how Suicide Squad turned out. Not only that, but let's let you know, it's not in the notes, but it just recently just broke that not only has Ben Affleck stepped away from directing. Yeah, he wants to walk away from the film as a whole. But they just got a director like last week. Last week, and he just stepped down. Yeah. Apparently, like yesterday. Yeah. From the project. So, I guess my question to you, Aaron, would be: How bad can it be if you keep if you bring if somebody you're in, in like three directors by the time you get there? Well, not only that, but that you brought in a director, and that director immediately a week into the project <laughs> says, "I'm done." Well, you know, I, I'm so out of here. That either so there's a lot of rumors about the upcoming Batman film about how the entire kind of DC WB universe is going forward. Because clearly someone in that party is freaking the fuck out about how shit's going. Or they're trying to transition things on a dime. Or something's just kind of funky. Um, 
So yeah, like either the script's really horrible or there's just so much corporate control about like, no, well, we want this and this and we have to make sure we're marketing to this and this. Then like, you know, like there's so many notes on it and like so like Mm -hmm. just executive controlling from like the top down like that it's just an unworkable environment or like it's just that fucking bad. If it's that bad, that's if situation like. Is if it's that toxic? Yeah, you know, if if Affleck is, yeah, he's still playing Batman, but he's still resentful because he's had to step away from being director because he's pissed off. I, I don't think he had deal. to step away from director. He chose to step right, away but from director. Dude, he chose. Maybe like the it's rumor a protest, is that, though. The rumor is supposedly that he's trying to negotiate his way out. Mm. That he is trying to step away from his technical role as a producer and from his role as actually acting in it. Like, that is, like, supposedly, like, with his contract, he shouldn't be able to do it until after the Batman, mm-hmm. but supposedly that's where he's wanting to do, because he's kind of played the role, and I guess they pretty much are sh- more or less shot Justice League by now, and are kind of editing that, and uh, I guess he's not particularly happy with how that, part one of that turned out. Yeah, I don't think too many of them are. It, it just... It seems like either there's a major direction shift going on in WB, mm. or like you said, the corporates are going crazy with their marketing, yeah, and trying to limit the creative. Side well, of I things. mean, even with the shows, they've had issues with that, like on Cartoon Network, where you look at something like the Green Lantern cartoon, which was fucking fantastic, and it didn't sell well enough to the audience they wanted to sell it to, and that's one of the main reasons it got cut. Mm. Um, and I don't know if that's going to extend in the movie universe, but. Yeah, I'm sure it's kind of trying to walk a thin line of we want to sell these toys and like the shit we want to sell, but we are clearly have to sell to an all cater to an also older demographic, and the balancing act there is very difficult. And it could be partially on WB's end. I mean, I think you look at the only series they've really had that kind of lasted like more than two or three films was Harry Potter. And that was clearly pretty easy to market. It catered to a younger audience, even though an older demographic could enjoy it. But like it knew where it its marketing was all kind of in order. It had it all kind of set up. Whereas this is kind of kind of targeting an older demographic, but it still clearly wants to sell to a younger demographic as well. And it's not necessarily finding the balancing act at once. Yeah. Uh, and then you have probably issues with just executive order and power and. Because, I mean, really, this universe was set up to be kind of... Snyder was meant to run this the same way um, the dude from Buffy. What is his name? Oh, you're talking about uh, Josh Whedon. Whedon, like, set up the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Because you look at the first original films, like, up into, like, the original Avengers, Whedon kind of oversaw a lot of that direction, even though he didn't necessarily direct a lot of the films, like, the original Iron Man. Right. Um... And I'm not sure if that's working out for them in the same way that they were thinking it would. I don't think WB is giving them... I think they put their faith maybe in the the wrong people. Mm. And now they're trying to take that power back. And there's a power struggle. struggle. Well, I mean, we've already seen DCs replace their head on who's Mm -hmm. going to be kind of overseeing, like, the movie universe from their point of view. Right. Um... And I forget the guy's name and what he's done. Like, he's been a part of a few comics, but I can't recall. Well, he's in charge of DC Comics, too, now, apparently. But oh, I know it? you're talking about I can't think of his name either. But it seems to me like they lack 
they need that person. They need the um, what Marvel has. I can't think of his name either right now. Oh, Phage. Phage, yeah, Phagey or whatever. Yeah, they Fage. need they need him. They need that kind of person. You know, Disney... well, clearly they tried to set a couple people up in that position, and to be honest, I'm not really sure how that worked out because I really keep hearing less and less about Snyder's role in this universe. Oh yeah, I think he's being phased out. Like, I'm surprised to be he's honest, still in charge of. Justice with the exception League. of knowing that he's the director on like the Justice League film, you hear nothing about him in any of the other films yeah. anymore. I just, uh, you know, it just seems like Disney understands that you have to let the creative team be the creative team, and then you mark well, it off of that. Kind of. I mean, yeah. there's clearly they they are going for a multi-film universe. They have a lot of experience doing that at this point. Not only did you have kind of the Pixar team that got kind of reintroduced in the Disney universe, you have the experience with the Marvel films and then currently the Star Wars films going forward. Um, but you also had years of just doing just flat-out Disney films. True. Um, that, you know, don't worry, a lot of the sequels were hit or miss, and they didn't necessarily do the multi thing. But with a lot of their big films, they really did kind of market it and kind of knew where their audience was and how mm-hmm. to direct it and... Like you, it's a corporate entity, sure, but it's talented at what it it's does. It's a talented creative. It, it understands the creativity side of things, I think. And I think WB put, like I said, I think they put their faith in. They tried to model what Disney did, but they they picked the wrong people. Well, that and I think in certain cases you might have gone with more inexperienced people for certain roles as well. Yeah, like you look at Whedon, like he's been directing for a long time, mm-hmm. like and he. You look at what they did in the Marvel Universe, it is much closer to the TV universe. So having someone that has a lot of experience working on shows actually kind of makes more sense than a basic film director. With what they're doing, yeah, and time. Because, I mean, together. it's a serial. Like, don't get me wrong, there's gaps in between when things are shot, but you still are kind of... Telling one big story. Yeah. yeah. So I think having someone with more television experience there actually really played to Marvel, uh, or benefited Marvel pretty heavily. Got it. All right, so let's move on to the next piece of uh, of news here. Uh, apparently, they're saying uh, don't expect to see uh, Vincent. Uh, um, God, this is horrible. I'm we so really do with, horrible with Italian names. I, I do we? really bad with bad with Italian names. At um, least I assume it's Italian. I could be wrong. Kingpin. Let's just say don't expect to see. Don't King, expect Fisk to yeah, come back. Don't expect to see Kingpin in Marvel's Netflix. That's the rumor Punisher, anyway. The Punisher series. Yeah. But that was actually rumored for Daredevil season two as well, mm-hmm. um, so that really could go either way. He could and to be, be honest with a off. lot of even when we're talking about like the uh, DC stuff, it's a lot of it's just a rumor mill, and it's hard to say what's getting out. Whereas this, I this is clearly meant to be an intentional thing. It's like, hey, don't give up your expectations, but it might happen. I just think. I don't see why you wouldn't. It was so dynamic um, to see those two characters together. Even it for, worked really well in season two of Daredevil. Yeah. yeah. That being said, if you want to take like a larger plot and you don't necessarily want to just have Punisher rampage throughout the city, like you actually want to have it being like dealing with his backstory, origins, or anything along those lines, it might not necessarily be the best character to introduce unless you want to have like one of his like henchmen as like a subplot sort of thing or right. have him as a subplot because it clearly wouldn't be like the main story arc for him. Mm. I just think. It was so... I think they work very well together. Oh, yeah. And they play off of each other oh, very yeah. well. And to be honest, I'm not... I hope he does show up. Like, at least in a little cameo role or something. Right. Because Fisk is my favorite fucking villain out of, like, the Marvel TV shows. So like, don't far, wrong. yeah. 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 I like, don't wrong. 
the dude that plays the Punisher, fucking fantastic. Yes. Uh, Tenant who played the Purple Man, mm-hmm. fucking fantastic. Killgrave, yes. But I still fucking remember that scene of Fist just fucking killing that dude by slamming his head <laughs> through the do- door. car door. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking brutal. <laughs> yep. And not only that, it was such a three-dimensional character, man. Like, I would... Oh, yeah. If you wanted to do, like, a Wilson, or Wilson Fist, like, spinoff show for that, <laughs> like, if you just wanted to have Kingpin, just and, like, Kingpin. him, his rise to power, and, like, his point of view of dealing with, like, various, like, well, super villain or superheroes, yeah. I'd be fine with that. Well, I love that character. I like the... I think the way they built him up, because he's, he's, number one, he's vulnerable. Yeah. He's emotionally unstable and driven. You know what? You like, know? He's, like, a little unstable. Like, he has emotional trauma. Yes. But he keeps his shit together for the most part. But, when, but like, you mess with his mama, or you really piss him off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna pay the ultimate price. That's oh, yeah. The, he will... Know, He's he allows himself to be passionate at moments, he, like yeah, for very a very passionate. calm, collected person most of the time. Right, like he has a very long fuse, but when he goes off, it's a very big bomb. Oh yeah, it's huge, dude. You don't want me anywhere near that guy. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, like it's interesting because you look at like the Daredevil show and you look at how he deals with the aftermath of those explosions, and it's pretty fucking efficient, like yeah. for the most part. Well, yeah, I I, I love. I, I liked how they put how they how they went about putting Daredevil up against yeah. Fisk as well. It was a slow build. Oh yeah, and, and it's it was nice because it really showed the contrast between the characters mm-hmm. as well. Very much so. Um, and not just that, but like you actually have him with, like with the love interest in that story, and you have him in that like childhood scenes and yes, like with his father. Yeah, and you have a very turnaround. You have the wall. probably the most three dimensional villain yes. on television. But, or in actually any series. And, you know, and I would say I would love to see that in a movie, but, you know, the the one thing that I always have to stop and say to myself is the Netflix series, they have a 13-hour movie. Yeah. You know, they the, the big the big. Oh, yeah. No, I'd, I'd much that. rather see that as a Netflix series. Yeah. Like, so, I, I love that format. I love I, that going forward. But but develop a character on Netflix and let them jump to the big screen? Wouldn't yeah. be opposed to it. Um, so yeah, like uh, if Fisk came up as like one of the villains, like in an upcoming Spider-Man film, that'd be pretty awesome. I just don't see who else you would want to put um, Punisher up against, though, because Punisher Fisk is almost unreachable at times mm. with all the the layers of henchmen and yeah. how he well, goes. Clearly, about with if his you strategy. look at how they set up the last season of Daredevil, it seems like it's going to set up for dealing with like a lot of the military sort of origins of the character and like mm-hmm. how he was kind of set up for in I that could, situation. I could see them going up but he's already killed the blacksmith mm. which was like his former, you know, handler, uh, handler, military leader whatever. Um so I, I don't know. It's I, if you're going to have the brutality of the Punisher how can you not have the brutality of Kingpin? To, well, in my mind, it just... You I can don't have, see like, what, pretty brutal characters, like... I don't know who else you put them against, though, that you can do that same... Hmm. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's almost interesting. Do you want to put him up against, like, a character that's like him and who's just, like, a criminal version of a character who's very military tact-wise, who's very interesting, very well, smart? Or do you want to put him up against with someone who's almost fucking super-powered? I don't think you want to put him up against somebody super-powered. I think... I like. I want to put him up against Fisk because, kind of like how Punisher says to Daredevil, "You're one bad day away from being me." Mm-hmm. Punisher's one bad day away from being Fisk. It, it, That's actually kind of funny because there is some truth to that. I think because yeah. 
you look at Fisk and his motivations for the most part, especially in season one, he actually does view himself as a good guy. Oh, like, yeah. he really does, he's... He wants to build this, he wants to he rebuild wants, Hell's Kitchen. He yeah, wants, he yeah. wants to make it a better place, and he's willing to do bad shit to get it done. Right. Because it's about the results, mm-hmm. not your motivations. Precisely. And to be honest, there's an argument for that. You look at lots of governments throughout the world, and that's the approach they take to it. Well, and then there's Punish. You know, Punisher's fairly similar. I mean, he's he's out to to kill anybody that... Granted, he takes the a more military, tactful, I'm going to, sh- you know, fulfill you full of lead and, yeah. or make you bleed, but I, I just... He has a... His view of vengeance is very similar hmm. emotional-wise to Fisk. I, I, like I said, I just... I mean... God, I want to see it again. I, I enjoyed it so much. I want to see it again. Yeah. You know? Well, I you just love that actress portrayal of Punisher as well because oh, yeah. like it's so close to being fucking Taxi Driver. It's, it's like very, and it yes. works so fucking well yes. because of it. Yes, I, I totally agree with that. Great analysis, very much so. All right, um, so we're going to go into some trailers now that uh, kind of we had the Super Bowl recently a few weeks yeah. ago. Um, well, I think the first one up is the Iron Fist one, which was just kind of released by Netflix online, right? Um, so far, it, I don't know if I'm gonna, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I'm gonna love it hmm. because every time I say, I see some of these trailers, I go, I don't know about the main character. And yeah. It, it turns out to be fantastic. Yeah. I thought, I kind of have the same feeling about Iron Fist right now that I had about Jessica Jones. Yeah. At the beginning, before I saw any yeah. of it, you know. The interesting thing for me is like, you look at like the teaser trailers and they're fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like you're just focusing on the action, the fight scenes, it's super fucking cool. And the last trailer they put out, like it's a bit more drawn out, you see kind of the more character elements, and it's slow as fuck comparatively. Yes. Like you're just looking at it as like, oh, this is kind of dragging a little bit. Like it's just a fucking trailer. All right. all right, it looks all right, but it, I'm not really sure if it's going to get the character development or whether I'm actually going to like it on like a character level the same way I do with Jessica Jones or Daredevil. But, all right, we'll, we'll see where this goes. I'm le- a little less excited from this trailer. And then, like, a few days later, they released, like, that Colleen Wing, like, yes. like in the cage fight, fight scene. Cage and you're like, scene. oh, yes, this is fucking fantastic. You, you know what I love about the, the Marvel uh, Netflix series is is their fight scenes are realistic. The hero gets winded. Yeah, the hero is having trouble. Yeah, <laughs> he's not just well, kicking that, ass. Like, they're the taking some elements from like some other things. Like you look at the original season of Daredevil, and there's like that hallway fight scene. Oh yeah, and God. there's real parallels to like the original Old Boy, which did a very similar fight scene, and it really kind of draws some of the uh, choreography from that. But it really does have that kind of brutal, close, in you know. You can't, don't have movement, so yeah. you kind of have to take some of the shot sort of thing. Like, Precisely. you can't just jump back too far. And, like, it really does kind of give it, like, damage and grit and, like... Oh, sure. Like, it, some... Like you said, like, a realistic expectation of a fight scene. Like, you're not going to walk away not getting fucking no, hurt. No, and you see that with Colleen Wick. She she takes some hits. Oh, she, yeah. You know, she's... Like, she's, she's in the cage with, like, two, you know, fucking brutes and, like... Yeah. Yeah, like... She wins in the I mean, end, but it's there are not times a, you're not so sure she's gonna make it. I yeah. Mean, yeah, honestly, and that's what makes it good. I mm-hmm. mean, that's that. I don't want to see like, uh, like lately with the action movies, it's you know the hero just goes through and just kicks everybody's ass. Yeah, and, or you have so prevalent gun scenes where it's just like running right. in, shooting everything up, w- running out, right? Sort of thing. And they're 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 not even winded, you know, yeah. half the time. Yeah, but well, I mean, that's going to be the downside of some of the superhero genres as well, isn't it? It's like 
because they're, they're well, super yeah. powered, you're not going to have that expectation of them. Clearly, if someone like Iron Man, he's in a suit, it doesn't really require the same, you know, aerobic conditioning. Well, it could. I mean, I think if they wanted to, they could show it that way. Yeah. I don't know how well it would go over with the blockbuster movie audience. Yeah, well, I, um, it's one of those things, like, with the Netflix shows, you really do have the time to kind of show, like, the longer mm-hmm. thing. You have more of the emotional opportunity, so it kind of... Yeah. plays to it a bit more than it does to you know the blockbuster films and the blockbuster films those heroes are over the top yeah these her- heroes are these are like your neighborhood heroes in mm. a way you know they're they have powers but yeah they're not like you know bigger yeah. than life it's not quite like kick-ass where they're just like kids in costumes trying to like beat the shit out of things no not like that. Uh, but- even though i do actually think those are pretty fucking cool movies <laughs> like if we're being honest first one's okay Second one was like, hey. Oh, dude. You could barely tell Jim Carrey's in that movie until you watch it again. Uh, anyway, I... Uh, Did you not like Jim Carrey's, like, no, sergeant character? No, no, I didn't. But we, <laughs> we, we could talk about that. That's another podcast. But, um, but yeah, so it was pretty cool. I Like I said, I, I'm not so sure about, about Iron Fist yet, but if it's... it's but I'm sure I'm gonna love it. Yeah, you I've know. liked all of them so far. Right, like all of the Netflix like Marvel shows so far, I've kind of really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, we'll probably go into a little on where I think like you could have done a little better in the villains for Luke Cage, um, and clearly that show was done a little differently than some of the other ones. But overall, I still liked it, and I think I'm hoping that this will be a little better. But we can see. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're introducing Colleen Wing and you had um, was it Misty Stone and Luke Cage that got introduced. So essentially, you uh, yes. are introducing like the daughters of the dragon, like side characters as well. So that's kind of cool. Well, yeah, it was like uh, uh, what is it, Jessica Jones? They introduce Hellcat, Patsy Walker, and yeah. Also, uh, they have think... you ever uh, read her the the more recent Patsy Walker Hellcat thing? No, it's actually a pretty fun comic. I haven't read that, but um, they also introduced. They think the uh, the Will Simpson character, the cop, is actually Nuke. Oh, is that who that's supposed it's to be? A version, a new version of Duke, like a or Nuke of, a, of of yeah, kind of similar. Obviously, oh, I actually didn't know what that was. Like originally, I thought that's what they were going for, like a variant well, be- of Punisher because sort of, of thing. The, because of the way he's using those pills, is the same thing. That's the same thing Nuke uses. Oh, okay. Obviously, Nuke has like a tattoo of the United States face of the of the. the the flag on his face and they yeah. couldn't do that for jessica jones you think they'll actually have him play a villain in the punisher series yes or or maybe actually defenders, that would make sense. defenders or maybe even jessica jones again i don't know yeah but yeah so i could definitely say that so. like i think that'd be a good like character to kind of throw into the uh oh yeah like punisher kind of like a roid raged yeah because i mean it's a very similar character if he's like yeah. kind of like doping out and just freaking out on people yeah it's like take this pill and you're you don't feel any pain i think yeah. it's red i you know they each there's red white and blue so, oh is that what it is yeah, yeah. So, um, that is actually kind of funny yeah i hadn't noticed that bit. yeah i didn't really realize it until because uh, i started writing the notes for we're gonna go through the defenders series uh here shortly, and I was, I was like, oh yeah, I was like, oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, no, I didn't catch that either. Yeah. That's actually a cool little thing. Yeah, so all these little Easter eggs are all throughout these, oh, these yeah. series too. So, like, even if you like watch like the last Luke Cage series, there's a good bit sprinkled throughout the entire thing. But this time, I mean, I think with Iron Fist though, there's no way this is going to be the most heavily heavily on the mythical side. So we've we yeah, dipped is... into it through Daredevil, but. We're really going to grow. Well, go into season it. two of Daredevil, yeah. yeah. But I think this is going to be to the Marvel TV universe, kind of what Doctor Strange was for the Marvel's film universe. Yes, I can like see it that. Kinda, 
especially because the origin stories are so fucking similar. Yeah. Like, you essentially, this is a kind of a classic Marvel trope, or, like, kind of a classic trope of well, white kid travels the East, learns mythical well, powers thing. Well, like, the latest, well, not the latest version of Batman, but, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy is the same thing. He goes it, off. To, it didn't focus on it as heavily, but, yeah, but yeah, it's there. It's there with the, whatever they're called, the League of Assassins. Assassins yeah. yeah. So, um, but, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I've got I, my expectations, and we'll I don't see. Know, like... I've actually enjoyed a lot of the Netflix shows that have come out. Like, there's even, like, some things that aren't in the Marvel Universe I think have been pretty good. Like, uh, the Troll Hunter show was really good. That was a uh, Del Toro-produced show. I mean, they had the Santa Clarita Diet thing that just came out where you have Drew Barrymore playing a zombie. That's kind of amusing. We'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, I, each one of these series has been so different. Um, you know, Daredevil has its own thing going on. Yeah, I mean, and Daredevil was a very classical comic book show, and then you look at Jessica Jones, and it's very much drama. Holy, not shit. only drama, but it deals with more like the emotional pain aspects of oh, like yeah. their assailants. She has and... P- that Everybody in that show has PTSD. Almost <laughs> it seems like. I mean, oh, I mean, from what they're going through, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you deal with abortion, drug use, drug abuse. Uh, there's some rape. Is, yeah. yeah, I mean they, they rape, don't, murder, they don't pull, they don't uh, mind control. Yeah. yeah, it's just fucking like right you there. have a lady that's mind controlled into you know spoiler killing her parents and yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, there's no way you're walking away from that. You know, just well, <laughs> singing on sunshine. Well, she's raped and then she decides to abort the kid. That yeah, yeah I mean, spoiler big time there, but still, I mean, in your face. Yeah, shit. So, but um, I mean that was. Such a darker show than you could have done, like on ABC or. Oh, like, there's no way in hell you could have. You, I don't. You could have only gotten away with that on HBO or Showtime. Is the only other place you could have. Maybe away AMC. Doubt like, it. AMC's allowed itself to go pretty dark in spots. I don't. Yeah, granted, they they have. Uh, I guess maybe because like, you look at Breaking Bad. Breaking, it had. I was going to say Breaking Bad had its moments, but not. Preacher like, had its moments. Just but, the first season, not not bad, but, but it had Je- its moments. Jessica had. Didn't have just its moments. The but whole it worked because, series had was a moment. Yeah, but that yeah. show worked because of how emotionally. Well, just yeah, that's what they everything were going was fucked up. That's exactly what they were going for. Um, but but yeah. So um, all right. So let's move on. Uh, next trailer was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Um, this was actually really the second trailer mm. that kind of dropped. Uh, it wasn't quite as good as that first trailer. I don't know. I actually it think, was still enjoyable, though. I think this is on par with the first trailer for me. Really? Like, yeah. Like I still love the soundtrack. I you love like kind of the Drax like straight man kind of comics <laughs> like taking things so seriously. It's almost like it's a funny again. Well, yeah. Like it it works really well and just like. Like you kind of have that kind of introduction, like all the characters are introducing the Guardians of the Galaxy, and like don't get me wrong, I I love the first trailer as well, but this one does really well, and it's like it makes me very excited for this film. Like, yeah, yeah it's well, going to be a good year for like Marvel films, I think. I think so, and I think it's 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 worth bringing up. They did a test. Now, granted, we don't know who the test audience is, but they did a test audience, mm. and it scored a very rare one hundred. Yeah, and that apparently that doesn't happen very often, even yeah. with select test audiences. So I don't know, like somebody usually finds something wrong, you know. If it gripe about, yeah, I mean it's interesting because how different this is from all the other Marvel films, right? Mm-hmm. Like, not only do you have that kind of space, you know, oh, yeah. ship like team dynamic, you have how it actually incorporates music, how it incorporates humor a little differently. Like I said, I've said this before, and you guys kind of 
argue with me a little bit, but in the past, over it, but it is the closest thing to Star Wars, in my opinion, without being Star Wars. I don't know. Like, it just seems it so different to me. It doesn't have the family drama, but no. it, but it I mean, does you, have. You are going to have Star Lord's dad kind of pop up with Kurt Russell, but but it does have the humor. It does have the humor the, so much better in Guardians. It though. is. I'll grant it is better, but it's also very much more contemporary. Than, yeah. Okay. Well, um, it doesn't use the classical music. It goes for like the more seventies, eighties. Right. But it 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 it, it, it does uh, depend on the music though. If you yeah, take that music I think that's out very of, fair. You take that music out of Guardians, it's a completely different movie. Just like yeah, we, that's a fair statement actually. Yeah. So, uh, it, to me, it's it's very similar. It, it kind of has. That same recipe, granted, a more contemporary version. Yeah. Um, it, Just so, Thanos eventually is like, I am your father. No, no, that's going to be the guy who's a planet, but it's actually not a planet in yeah. this version. But anyway, we'll get to that's a spoiler. But anyway, or potential spoiler, we don't know. It could, we could be wrong. We that, could be totally that's the wrong. rumor is that Star Lord's so. father is a planet. So yeah, obviously, it's one of the the movies I'm looking forward to. The, yeah. You know, uh, right next yeah, to it, episode eight. It looks for me. amazingly so, fucking good. Like. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff coming out this year, and that's that's a highlight, even from like all the stuff we have coming out this year. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, so let's move on to uh, another Netflix series, uh, one that I binge-watched in eight hours straight. Uh, that would be Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, uh, I two. think a lot of people were taken by surprise by the original like I series. Was. I didn't think I'd like it that much. Like I think it's one of those things that's interesting because it was one of those series Netflix just kind of dropped. And yeah. then didn't really like advertise that heavily, and then it just spread through word of mouth. Word of mouth. It, it's, I've, I've said this before. It's uh, Goonies meets t- Tales of the Dark Side. Mm. Um, if uh, anybody knows what Tales of the Dark Side was, was this was a TV show back in the eighties as well, kind of dark. Yeah, that I mean, was, it was kind of like a Twilight Zone kind of thing. ET and a lot of old classic. Sure, like, yeah, Star Wars. Well. Even uh, it just has it for me. It has a nostalgia factor. Um, and that's a big thing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but it also, but, like, for someone who isn't really obsessed with the eighties, like from your my generation, who yeah. was born kind of the end of it. Yeah, like the nostalgia factor is like an interesting little homage in that it gets like the scenery down real well, mm-hmm. and it has all these kind of nods, the kind of classic stuff that even I can kind of enjoy. Um, like you think you have like an Evil Dead poster at one point. And, yes, but like in terms of like storyboard writing and. Like, how it actually, like, writes the entire series. Like, it does it so phenomenally well. Like, it's very cohesive. It's very... It's not necessarily fast-paced, but it's at a fast enough pace to where you never really get too bored. Like, you're it's, drawn into it. It's just... It, it's... I don't want to say it's campy, it, but it kind of is. It's, at times. It, it has... It's very much like an '80s movie. Yes. And I maybe that's why I like it so much. But it, it's not cheesy 80s. It's... Like I said, it's Goonies. It's that fun, yeah, fun it, stuff. You know, um, that fun- I mean, it has also like those fun homages to like D and D. Like it clearly is a thing that is. It's made out of love of like a lot of older like products. Yeah, like it clearly it loves all the things that it's making reference to. Mm-hmm. Definitely, like in the, it, it shows. And this trailer, it looks like. It looks like maybe that uh, they said the whole world is going upside down, so we're we're obviously returning back to the alternate dimension. Oh, the upside down, the upside yeah. down, where it's like maybe one. merging with the world. Yeah, or like, like the there's two a whole... worlds are trying to merge now. It looks that... kind of interesting. Yeah, well, it's so. funny because you also have like uh, the characters having like a Ghostbusters yes, outfit. Yes, that's very cool. But the funny thing is, like, that's kind of part of the plot to one of the Ghostbusters films. Yeah, yeah, with the uh, painting. 
Yeah, well, that, not even well, not only that, but if you go back to the uh, the original um, Ghostbusters, it's about a, a god trying to make its way into yeah. the human world or whatever. So it could be yeah. along those I lines mean, too. If you have like the bit with like the gatekeeper and like the right. dogs and things like that, yeah. yeah, I mean that was essentially it. Was it was another universe trying to, to merge, merge or like enter our own universe? And it's funny, you like you have that kind of thing that seems to be there and you also have a reference to ghostbusters where that's kind of the plot line right so in that kind of goes hand in hand i mean last year not a lot of people picked up on it but that D &D board was crucial to the the whole series i don't know i I feel like a good amount of people picked up on that because i mean it 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 paralleled like the overall story like i picked up on the shadow universe shadow verse or whatever they called it pretty quickly yeah um not a lot of other people did i don't because so I've talked to people, at, you know, I know at work and stuff, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I didn't really pick up on that until it was pretty much said to me. And I said, yeah. oh, no, it was right there when she did the board. Yeah. She turned it over, so, you know. And even the monster they used was pretty much the monster they were yeah. kind of confronted with. Well, I mean, or at the very least, it was symbolic of it. Right, yeah. exactly. So, um, but yeah. It, so, admittedly, I think that show also did really well in terms of, like, the technical effects mixed along with the CGI. Mm-hmm. I think that was a good aspect to why it worked, too, because it really did allow it to capture that 80s feel pretty well. Yeah, very much so. All right, so let's move on to uh, a personal favorite The the you and I both are dying to uh, see this year, and that would be yeah, the Yeah, actually, Logan. the early reviews are coming out for this already, and I'm refusing to watch them until I actually yeah, see this. Yeah, I, I saw one today pop up on my phone. I'm like, nope. Yeah, it's like, not, no, not I, I want to know how this goes, like, I don't care if like Split's getting better reviews or whatever. I I didn't have expectations for that. The problem is though the fact that they're already putting the reviews out there usually means that it's pretty good, usually. or pretty bad, or pretty it could bad. Go ahead. It could be, but usually, or they just had advanced screening and it's like, yay! I need to talk about this now. Yeah, um, um, I don't know. Like, it's interesting because this is going to be an early March release. But at the same time, like last year, we had Deadpool kind of in a similar spot with late February. <laughs> but that was so well advertised. And it's not that this is poorly advertised. Clearly, I am ex- amazingly excited by it. Sure. But I'm not sure if it's going to get to that same status as Deadpool did last year. I don't know. This trailer wasn't as good as... And it was because they tried to use Amazing Grace, like an alternate version. The funny thing about um, that is it's not necessarily bad. It's just you're following that up by... <laughs> you're following Johnny Cash's Hurt. Right. Which, don't get me wrong, it's originally written by, like, um, Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails, which did the original version of the song, which was really good. Mm-hmm. But as far as I'm concerned, that's Johnny Cash's fucking swan song, man. It could be. Well, for our generation, yeah. No, like, mean, that's, like, sw- that's like the song that w- actually did really well off, like, one of his last few albums. Oh, okay, you mean, like, okay, last great song. Okay, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's, that's, his, that's his last hit. Yes, like, yes, I agree. Like, that's the song he was going out on. Although, I will, yeah. I'll, I don't I'll, wrong. There's some songs you can maybe argue are just as good. Off that same album, but yeah. Or, um, like, in, just out of his entire catalog, there's some songs that are just as good, maybe. Yeah. Like, Folsom City Blues is good. Like, there's lots of songs that are really nice, but that is the song that has the most emotion to it. Mm-hmm. Like, you hear the frailty of his voice, and it adds to it. Sure, it's, it, it's Patrick Stewart is dying. I mean, let, let's just... Professor. Oh no! I was just talking about the Johnny Cash. Oh, song Johnny Cash. Itself. Yeah, but it goes well with with Patrick Stewart, a very frail. Oh yeah, like Professor it, X. it seems like it parallels some aspects of the movie, and for mm-hmm. why that song works, and why I hope this film works. I'm hoping that it's not just a, a marketing play. I don't think it is, though. But yeah, we'll see. Like every bit of the trailer makes it look like this is 
kind of what you wanted the previous Wolverine fi- films to be, almost. Yeah. Like, I'm not... The, the other ones were fine, but you look at this film coming up, and it's, it looks spectacular. Like, it has emotional depth. It has, like, that tension. You don't... Mm-hmm. Wolverine's not going to regenerate from, like, a few drops of blood <laughs> sort no. of thing. No, not this one. He's... Um, he's facing his mortality for the first time in his life. Yeah. Honestly. Um, since he's been, well, really ever, I guess, yeah. with his mutation. Um, but yeah, it, 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 so, yeah. Well, I think that we've probably said all we can say there. Um, yeah, like, it, it just looks fucking fantastic, even though I don't know if, you know, Amazing Grace is the best song to pair with. It just didn't work as well as Johnny Cash's Hurt. Um, yeah. and there was the, what was the other one they did for the other trailer? Like, it wasn't Hurt, but, uh, it also worked pretty well. Uh, I think I saw one where they used the other Johnny Cash song, the um, sooner or later. Um, oh, God's you gonna could, cut you down. Yeah, I think they. I think I saw one with that. Uh, I didn't see that I don't one. Know. Um, but yeah. Uh, so let's move on. Um, one thing that was absent at the Super Bowl: no DCU trailers. Well, I mean, essentially, they've already shown off the Wonder Woman trailer. Uh, and you kind of are starting to hear leaks about that film as well, um, that are saying it's not what DC wanted it to be. So it's going to be interesting to see how, if that has the same choppiness of some of the other films. And I think we've pretty much talked about it already, but I, I think it alludes back to, there's a change in direction. Yeah. Um, um, Flash has been pushed back. Uh, Aquaman's being rewritten last I heard. Yeah. So I mean, it can go either way, but it's. But I thought at least we'd see a Wonder Woman trailer because, well, or at I, least reshow it. Yeah, we didn't well, get it that. could just be one of the things that DC just didn't feel like marketing it at the Super Bowl. They could already be. released it. There's you know that extra cost of showing it there when it's already out in the public. But I think I'm be more surprised they actually didn't hint at it like a Justice League trailer or at least a teaser trailer There's for te- that. Yeah, like they did, or at least reshow as you showed at the what was it Comic Con last year? Yeah. Something. Um, yeah. Because that would be the next big film I think they'd just, be hinting at. and like It just kind of sends up another red flag to me, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. know. Uh, with the entire DC thing at the moment, it's all kind of up in the rumor mill. So it's really ha- kind of hard to decipher what's you need kind of take with a grain of salt and what's like I, probably I more know. legitimate. I just, all we see lately is very negative news on DC. And I shouldn't kinda. be so hard on DC. Don't get me wrong. T- DC TV is on fire. Yeah. Um, for the most part, but DC movies, yeah, uh, yeah. well, you know. I mean, even the comics have kind of had some negative press in the last few years. I mean, one of the reasons you have the rebirth event is because of how poorly the new 52 was kind of received in some ways. Yeah. Um, but even that, like, I think there were some gems in that as well. So it's not, well, they might draw from it maybe. I yeah. don't know. Well, well the funny thing is you actually look at, uh, Gotham and it has like the whole Joker's like. Face. face being cut off and stapled back on. I that, really like that, actually. I the really funny thing did. is that that comes from the New 52 version of the Joker. Hmm. And that's where that draws that from. I really did. that. I thought that worked really well for Joker. I really For did. that show, yeah. yeah. Weirdly. Yeah. Or Joker, period. But Yeah. It doesn't work that well in the comics, but there it works really well. It does. And it's funny because it also draws on the Court of Owls storylines, which was one of the first major arcs after the New 52 reboot for batman so yeah and i think that's actually a really fascinating story as well yeah we'll see what they do with it uh when they come back in april yeah so all right so that uh pretty much wraps things up for us this week here on marvel dc kings um 
got a big announcement to make as far as where can you find four Midwest guys. I am happy to announce that there is now uh, drum roll, please. For MidwestGuys.com has arrived. Uh, it is a blog site, but on there is uh, starting with all of our podcasts that we've ever done that we posted to YouTube. That's where I decided to start from. I've archived all the way back, which is basically years worth of podcasts on there, and they are categorized as well. Mm. So if you just want to see, listen to all Marvel DC Kings, you, there's a link at the top. You click that, and it brings up every Marvel DC King we've ever done. Yeah. If you just want to listen to our Star Wars Rebels, you click the link. Boom. And there is all Star Wars Rebels ever mm. that we've done for the last year or so. And if you just want to see, like, say, your Star Wars special for, like, Rogue One. Rogue One. It's there under uh, specials, actually. Actually, but I, I can make an actual Star Wars category too, which I might. But either way, or you can look at them chronologically, and they are all posted on there. Um, right. So does that link to the Podbean link or it, the it, YouTube link of it? It does all all of our links off. Once if you go to fourmidwestguys.com, off to the side, you will see a category that says uh, subscribe, uh, like, and share, uh, or share, like, and share, like, and subscribe. And under there is our link to Podbean. It's the link to our YouTube. It's the link to our Facebook. It's the link to our Twitter account. It's a link uh, to our RSS feed for just the audio. Like I said, everything you need. So if you have an interest in subscribing, liking, commenting, this is kind of the main hub to check out anything This is your one-stop shop. No longer have to go to Google. Just type in the number four, MidwestGuys.com. That is the place to go. So make sure you check that out, and make sure uh, you can also uh, contact us through there. Uh, there is, if you hit contact us, there's actually a little form that comes up. You can type a message to us directly, and it'll send us right to our email address. So you can reach out to us. You can comment on each each individual podcast through the website because the website is a blog. So if you want to leave a comment about that, you can leave it there as well plenty of ways this is your one-stop shop this is the place to be this is where you want to be this is everything in one place for you for the number four midwest guy for the number four midwestguys.com all together and then uh but please reach out to us we'd really like to hear from you so uh aaron thanks for joining us my friend yeah not a problem thanks for having me absolutely and for b willie saying we will catch you next time